Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry. From the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. This meeting is being recorded. Okay, welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I'm Donna, and today I am here with the talented Chantelle Ogden. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great, Donna. Thanks for inviting me on your program. Oh, it is my pleasure. It's great to finally get to chat with you. I know we've been kind of Facebook friends through mutual co-writers, so it's uh, exciting. It's always great to talk to another songwriter and performer and artist, and you have some amazing stuff out. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh, it is nice to be able to put a face with a name. Absolutely. So we love to start off with the most difficult question. Who is Chantelle Ogden? Oh, that is a great question. Yeah. Um, so I am a, I'm a Nashville based singer songwriter. I've been there for about 16 years. I grew up on a third generation dairy farm. Um, I'm an animal lover. Um, I love antiques and fixing things up. Um, you can find me a lot of times outdoors and, uh, definitely making music is one of my passions. Oh, wonderful. I love that bio. That's the best, one of the best bios I've ever heard. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I think that was scripted. Was that scripted? No, I, I, I have. (laughs) This is not my first rodeo. (laughs) No, it's beautiful. So I know you just recently had a release, um, Breaking Something Wild, a beautiful song. You want to tell us a little bit behind the scenes, uh, how it came about, thoughts about it, co-writers, you know? Yeah, sure. So um, I wrote the song with my friend Bill DeLuigi, who you probably know, um, in Nashville, and he and I moved there about the same time in 2005. And so we've been friends for a really long time. And um, he was actually out on the road with me doing some shows at recovery centers and some private events last fall. And at the time I was um, really struggling with a relationship that was feeling really like I was losing myself into it. Um, It, it was one of those really intense relationships that, you know, it started out good and it it kind of went through love into something else. And it became um, sadly just, it was more like being taken hostage than it was being in a relationship. And although I didn't date him for very long, I, I just thought, Oh, this is not, this is not what I want. And sometimes you don't understand people until you spend some time with them and, until some time passes. And so it came from a really personal place that I was just thinking about. I just don't want to lose myself. I want to stay who I am and I want to be strong. And um, I think because I grew up on a ranch and a farm, that analogy of sort of breaking a horse was really uh, near and dear to my heart. And Bill and I were talking about this idea of this of this, this woman who was, you know, kind of regaining who she was in this song and keeping her strong spirit. And I think it's, um, 
something a lot of people can relate to. So that's the story behind Breaking Something Wild. Absolutely. That's beautiful. And if you haven't heard it, the link will be in the bio, as well as uh, Chantel's website, so you can go find it. Um, so tell me, who are some of the women that have inspired you in music? Yeah, so this is another great question. I think for me, um, it's not only the women who are great songwriters, because there are a lot of great songwriters who are women. Um, you know, Dana Hunt, Black one, she's had a bunch of first Jan Buckingham, had both pop and country hits with people like Whitney Houston and people like Pam Tillis. Um, you know, Jane Bach is another friend of mine. She's an incredible songwriter, wrote um, The Last to Know for Reba. Um, so there's a lot of great female songwriters. I think what I really, when I really think about it, um, I really gravitate towards women who are really good at the business side of music. And, um, you know, the, the most obvious example I can think of that's sort of um, a triple threat, if you will, or probably more than a triple threat is Dolly Parton, because not only is she a great songwriter and a great singer and a great performer and a great musician, um, but she's also a great businesswoman. And I think women who educate themselves about the business side of music are the ones that prepare their careers for longevity. And that's something that I really respect. I mean, Taylor Swift is kind of a younger version of somebody who did that. You know, she, she's not only, it's not only music for her, but she has, you know, other entities around her that are um, part of her brand. And I think, I think that that's something that even an independent artist can learn from. Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because we've been talking about lately, I have to say, almost all the interviews we've been mentioning Dolly Parton a lot and her business acumen and things like that. So I'm like, it's so great to, because I've always, I, you know, little up, Dolly was like that person that I, you know, I want to be when I grow up, whether it's just right. her nice, her kind, humi- humility, things like that. You're just all around awesome person. So that is so great that I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I do think that women, women sometimes can become a little bit marginalized in the music business because you don't see as many female executives, um, as many females sort of at the top of um, labels. But, you know, I think of um, you know, the head of the CMAs is a female and mm-hmm. that's great to see. And there's a lot of great women who are influential. And I think the reasons that they've been successful is because they've applied their intelligence and gotten good at the business side. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think women in general, though, are underrepresented everywhere, not just in music. I think we've I've had this conversation outside of here where it doesn't matter what industry, um, as far as once it gets to like the Fortune 500s, we have like less, less than 10% women, right? As CEOs now. So it's kind of like you see that universally yet that, you know, top women at the top, it's still that, you know, faux pas, that stigma sometimes. But yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, it. And yeah. they paved the way for those of us that, you know, maybe we want to do that one day and it's great to see. So, yeah. Well, and Jan, Jan Buckingham tells the story of, you know, showing up in Nashville in the 1980s with a a sack of cassette tapes. And she said that no one would even write with her because she was a woman. And I think, wow, that's, 
that's really those things have really changed over the years. And it's been yes. people like Jan who said sort of, this is what I'm going to do. And I don't care if you say I can't do this, I'm still going to do it. And that, that kind of passion and, and gumption, quite frankly, is what made them successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about your sync business. Um, so you want to tell everyone about so sync a little bit and uh, how you got started doing the sync. Sure. So um, I think about three years into being in Nashville, I realized that it was really difficult to get artist cuts and that um, I wanted to find more places for my music and and be able to share it in more places. So I started building relationships with filmmakers. Um, After a couple of years of doing that, I, I got some placements myself in some films and then um it just kind of grew over time, but the last probably two, two years, I've kind of formalized my business um, that I was already doing. I was, it started with me placing my own songs and then I started placing my friend's songs. And then it was like, you know, I'm just going to formalize this and make it a little bit more of an official kind of company. And um, it's been great. In fact, I just heard, um, two days ago that I had another song that was actually selected for a film um, called The Best I've Never Been In. And um, it's it was written by Corey Barker and my friend Doug Leonard. And um, you don't get a whole lot of placements on country music, but um, that was neat to, to hear that from the filmmaker and get that text while I'm on tour in the UK. So um, yeah, that's been, that's been really exciting. And and what I love about it really is I get to listen to so much different type of types of music mm-hmm. and I get to help artists who are talented and have great music, great recordings, um, and who are independent sort of break into film music. And that's probably one of the highlights of my business is I've probably helped over 20 artists now get their first placements. And that's um, really exciting to me. So if people are interested, um, they can go to my website for, for sync specifically, which is just S O dash S Y N C.com. I do not accept unsolicited material, but you can do a coaching session with me or you can join the Facebook group. And I, I post, most of the briefs I get there. Perfect. And yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh, I'm, I'm always excited. I always look at them and stuff. Um, yeah. Maybe one day I'll submit something to you. <laughs> well, it's the, the golden rule in, in pitching is that it needs oh. to match what. The, what exactly. <laughs> and if you don't have anything, it's really better not to send anything oh. than send something that doesn't match. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's one thing I'm glad you said that because that's, that is one thing that, you know, you see so many people send songs that are not even close to, you know, mm-hmm. what, what someone's looking for. And, and it's not just in your sync, but anywhere in that, you know, the pictures that are like, Hey, we're looking for this. This is what we need. They're telling you what they want, what type of mm-hmm. song they want upbeat, you know, and they, they go through the whole brief. And like you said, and they just, some, some people just are like, Oh no, I need to send this, this is the best song I've ever written. God, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think, so. I think from an artist perspective, I mean, I understand the, the logic there. They're thinking, mm-hmm. oh, well, this isn't what they're asking for, but maybe they could use this in something else or, 
you know, whatever. But the reality is when I'm one week, a couple months ago, I was working on two films at the same time. And I literally cleared like a hundred, you know, or probably 50 new songs in a week. And um, people don't realize that if you're really busy and you have limited time, it, it isn't a good idea. And you really do need to just take it at face value and, um, and just wait for the right brief or, you know, increase your odds and start writing up tempo, more pop music. If you, if you can write some original Christmas music, if you can do public domain Christmas songs, because those are things that are pretty commonly asked for, you can up your chances at least of getting something to, that you could pitch. Perfect. So everyone who wants to pitch, there you go. You just got a quick little coaching session. Free of charge. <laughs> Free of charge, yeah. Oh. So would you like to do our 20 crazy questions? Do it. Hit me. Hit me Let's with go. Them. Okay, so tell us, what's your dance like nobody's watching song? I have a tiger. <laughs> That's a great one. Perfect workout song. The Best of Me by um, Food Fighters. Love it. Tell me, what are your top two favorite concerts that you've ever attended? Or played oh, and watched on the sideline? Yeah. Um, you know, this one's interesting because I haven't been to a lot of concerts. I didn't go to a lot growing up because I grew up in a small town. Mm-hmm. Um, I... So, I mean, I saw Nitty Gritty Dirt Band back in the day, and that was pretty great. Um, I, I've opened for some artists, and being able to open is amazing, but then being able to just watch their show afterward is also amazing. Um, so that's something that I, I loved watching Sawyer Brown, you know, from the sidelines. I loved watching you know, Colin Ray and Aaron Tippin and Sammy Kershaw at their best earlier this year from the stage. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's an interesting question. I'm probably not answering fast enough. Go ahead for the next one. <laughs> no, it's all good. It is all good. All good. Uh, tell us uh, an album, an artist, maybe one of both that we need to listen to before we die. I would say Martin Sexton. Um, He is a great sort of East Coast, Boston area singer songwriter. He's got an incredible voice and he's a great songwriter. And um, just the range he has in his, in his voice is incredible. Do you have any guilty pleasure music? If so, what is it? I do. So I listen. So when I was growing up, my mom used to listen to the Bee Gees when we cleaned on Saturdays. And so when I need to get in the mood to, you know, to do something that I'm not super excited about, I'll play the Bee Gees. That's great. I love it. Oh, hypothetically, if I came to you and said I need to hide a dead body, do you know a good place? I could probably figure one out, <laughs> but it depends on how good of a friend you are, uh, if I would offer to help or not. 
Okay, so I may not call you first. I'm just saying. That's how you... <laughs> there are some people that have it all planned out already. So I'm like, okay, I'm calling you just in case, you know, ever run someone over in my car? I got it. Oh, do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? I have food storage in my basement and a few um, essentials uh, down there. So maybe I have a semi plan. Perfect. Don't worry. We'll come get you. There's someone that has Jeeps and whatnot. And we've, I think, associated that um, since there's never been snow with zombie films or anything, they don't like the cold, apparently. So, uh, yeah, we're good. We can just all go to Canada. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Tell us, what job would you be terrible at doing? Anything with numbers. So probably like an accountant or a mathematician or something like that. Rocket science, anything like that. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Anything with math or numbers. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So tell me, if you won the lottery, what's the first thing you would do? Probably something practical like pay off my house in Nashville. So I had a backup plan. That's perfect. I think we all would do that. Like, yeah. There's some people that have said something, you know, really exciting, but then most people have been like, nope, just common sense, you know. Tell me, what's the last thing you read? Oh, um, I read, um, there's a Netflix series called Virgin River. Mm-hmm. And um, I've, I've started reading the books behind the series. And I've read one of those. Wonderful. It was good. Yeah, it's kind of just like um Hallmarky type of book. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I might have to check that out. Do you prefer boots or heels? Boots. Boots. Uh, Who would play you in a movie about your life? Or who would you want to play you? Oh. Wait, these are tough questions. (laughs) Um, Who would I want to play me? Um. You know, I'd, I'd have to ponder that one, I think. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on that one. Okay. One pass is allowed. Okay. Tell me, uh, sorry, Jessie decided to join us. She's like, hey, what's going on? Hi, Jessie. <laughs> How long have you had her? Uh, she is seven. She has turned seven the other week. So last week. Oh, how cool. <laughs> so she's like, hold me. There might be thunder. That's why. I don't know. I, I didn't hear anything. But, you yeah, know, that's usually what happens as soon as thunder. She's like, hold me. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so hopefully this isn't the second most difficult question, but where's Waldo? Right now, somewhere in the UK watching the Queen's funeral. Like everybody else in the UK. Yeah. 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 Oh, what is the best thing since sliced bread? I mean, I'm really a fan of all dairy products, having grown up on a farm. So, I mean, I love cheese. I love ice cream. I love um, milk. I mean, anything with, I think the best thing since sliced bread is any dairy product. Perfect. Now, obviously, when you're not on the road, would you rather cook or order in? If I had people coming over, I would rather cook. 
And if it was just me, I would probably rather order in. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much easier, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You okay, bud? You okay? It's okay. Oh. Um. Hi. Okay. Are you good? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> oh. What's the worst pizza topping in your opinion? Anchovies. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I don't believe fish should be on pizza, but that's just me. That's not- <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you wish would magically clean itself? Car, the house, everything. Oh. Magically clean itself. I mean, I have a really hard time cleaning my stove because there's places <laughs> that I can't get between the range and I wish it could somehow magically clean itself because I always have to take things apart and try to get in there and it's just always a mess. Perfect. And so stoves are always that crazy, aren't they? Mm-hmm. If they could just invent one that was just so easy to clean, that would be. Yeah, I've seen the ones that have the flat surfaces. They're they're easy to clean, but mine has the the parts that you take off and it's gas, so it has like different pieces and parts. Yeah. 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 Tell us something on your bucket list. I'd really like to go to Portugal and Spain, maybe next year. We'll see. Um they're just two countries that I really just want to see and and travel through. Wonderful. Take me with you. Don't forget to take me with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could be a person like Dolly Parton or a position like a CEO, who or what position would you want to be for the day and why? Hmm. A person or a position. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm a little torn on this one. I mean, part of me says, what could you really do in a day to change much if you were in a position? So if you were a person, at least you'd just have the experience of being, you know, a person that's that's famous or well-known or whatever. I mean, since we talked about Dolly, I guess I'll just say I'd like to be her for one day. Just one. Absolutely. Think of how much you would learn in one day, just being her. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just that experience. And a day that she was performing and, and doing meet and greets and media and all the things that Dolly does. That would be wonderful. So tell me, do you live by any words of wisdom and what are they? I do. Um, there's a couple things that I'll, that I'll quote. One is on my, um, on my social media handle and it's called dreams are free, but hustle is sold separately. And I think for me, um, I was talking with a friend recently that my music career is just, it's a step at a time. It's a song at a time. It's a fan at a time. It's a show at a time. Um, I don't ever see myself becoming sort of Insta famous. Um, But I think that's one thing about Nashville is I've seen a lot of people come and go and 
Um, for me, it's just about doing what I love and, and continuing to work hard at it. The other thing that um, I would say is my grandpa used to say, there's nothing so bad that something good can't come from it. And so when things are hard or bad or, you know, I'm struggling and I try to remind myself of that. Absolutely. I think those hard times teaches us the best lessons in life. Yeah. If you let them. Yeah. If you let them, yeah. they, they do. Absolutely. So what do you have going on for the rest of this year? We know you're obviously touring in England right now, um, but tell us what you have the re- going on for the rest of 2022. Yeah. Um, well, I've got, I've got to finish the tour here. I've got some writing sessions when I get back to Nashville. Um, I'm going to be releasing a Christmas single and um, that'll be, that'll be fun. And uh, then, you know, I'll play a couple shows and, you know, kind of end out the year um, probably in, you know, early November because, you know, I try to take some time off um, November and December and spend with family and then kind of start back up early, early in January. So, that's what I'm planning to do. Wonderful. Sounds awesome. So make sure you let us know when the uh, uh, Christmas song comes out and we'll make sure to share it out everywhere as well. Well, sounds great. Thank you, Donna. Oh, thank you, Chantel. It's been wonderful having you on and you're welcome back anytime. Oh, thanks so much. Go take care of those, uh, those sweet puppies of yours. <laughs> oh, I will. She's, she's just like, hold me, mommy. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and if I didn't pick her up, she would just keep scratching and scratching. And I always joke, she's like, like this Freddy Krueger just digs her nails in, slowly claws down your leg. I'm like, mm, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, they, they do become family for sure. Uh, they are. They're so, your babies. Yeah. So take care and, and we'll, we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. You're welcome back anytime. And thank you friends for joining us for another episode. Have a great day. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. <laughs>